this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, continuing on our coverage, early evening show here at the uh, Warm Friday, 17 November, Year of Our Lord, 20. 23 um i've got one of the guys that i always turn to to make it make sense when we talk about the chinese Communist party well really international national security one of the most dialed in guys uh before i bring him on i want to make sure everybody goes over to birchgold.com slash bannon right now the end of the dollar empire the four the totally free the four big installments on understanding currency how it plays a, a, a major role in international and in geopolitics throughout the world, but particularly in your own personal life, why being the prime reserve currency has been so absolutely essential to the rise of the United States as a, uh, as a world power and a world economy. Now, it comes with a lot of downside and obligations, and we should think that through as a nation, but what's happening in the de-dollarization movement in, in the world today is something that's, quite frankly, driven by our elites and how they've made a financial shambles of our capital markets, particularly the bond market, and the balance sheet of the United States of America. And with this massive overspending now every year, another $2 trillion that we have to finance. I mean, numbers that are just so egregious and so outside all of it. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Also, ask them when you go, get Philip Patrick on the team. And ask them just a point-blank question. Why is our Federal Reserve so focused on the creation of fiat currency? adding to its balance sheet, although they may be doing a little quantitative tightening right now, but they got $8 trillion sitting on that balance sheet. Why are the other central banks in the West, and I mean the uh, European Central Bank, I mean the Bank of Tokyo, the Bank of England, and of course the Mac Daddy, the Federal Reserve, why do they have $30 trillion of their own assets on it? In other words, how they've created more, uh, more um, fiat currency in their own nations to back the fiscal irresponsibility of their legislatures. This is the story of the West. While the Chinese Communist Party has put together this new uh, axis called the BRICS nations, right? And the BRICS nations are on a program of de-dollarization to get off the dollars of prime reserve currency, to get off the SWIFT system so the United States and the Federal Reserve cannot monitor all their actions. And why are they at the same time that the nations of the West and their central banks have $30 trillion of essentially phony assets on their balance sheet, that the BRICS nations are buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23. And now it's been revealed that in the BRICS nations, all time record of buying gold, their central banks, that the Chinese communist party in 22 and 23 bought 25% of that. Did that come up? The other night at the dinner when they gave him the she, the murderous dictator, a standing ovation. Was that a topic of conversation with Larry Fink at the head table and Steve Schwartzman at the head table and Ray Dalio? All these individuals that have sold out the American people. Was that a topic of conversation? I don't think so. But you need to get savvy about it. You need to understand. Uh, you need to understand macroeconomics and kind of the world's capital markets. We're here to help you, assist you in that. The team at Philip Patrick and Birch Gold would definitely do it. 
Bill Gertz, I, I want to start. It, 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 it was offensive to this audience. Not simply to see she there, but you could kind of tell besides uh, telling the Taiwanese people of reaffirming the one China policy, which she needed more than anything. He needs a bailout. The meeting was about the traders that met with him, the 400 traders that met with him uh, at, uh, at that dinner and gave him a standing ovation. Help us think through what happened. You're the, you're the top expert. You're the national security correspondent and columnist for the Washington Times. You've been at this. You've got better sources. You've been at this a long time. You've been a mentor for me for many decades. We'll walk through what's going on. Yeah, hi, Steve. Uh, basically, this was a huge propaganda coup for the Chinese uh, Communist Party. Uh, and as you mentioned at the dinner, this was really the most significant uh, aspect of the of the visit. And it was during this speech that he gave, and Xinhua posted it online, he said, the big question is whether the U.S. is going to be a competitor or an, a partner or an adversary. And guess what? He said, if they're going to be a partner, they have to do what he called mutual respect. And you know what that means? That means accepting that the U.S. must accept uh, socialism with Chinese characteristics or Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics. He's promoting communist ideology. And basically, if the U.S. accepts that, it means that we are losing the ideological war and they are engaged aggressively in ideological war against the United States. I want to I want to go back over this because this is the key point that dinner. Give me that speech again. What, what did he say? Because I keep telling people yeah. if you buy into the competitor part. I mean, he basically said, you're either with us or you're against us, right? Yeah, but if you're with us, if you're with us, you've got to kind of be like us. I mean, this is the Thucydides trap where you've got to start taking on the characteristics of the rising power since you're the declining power, or there's going to be a global conflict. I mean, he basically laid out the thesis of Graham Allison and Henry Kissinger's Thucydides trap, did he not? Yeah, uh, basically the three uh, demands that the Chinese are making of the Biden administration, which has a totally false narrative that we're headed for war with China, as you mentioned. Uh, that's a totally false narrative, but the Chinese are playing on that, and they've called for three things, mutual respect, peaceful coexistence, and win-win cooperation. Mutual respect, he said, means not seeking to undermine the communist system, and this is what he said. I'll quote, the path of socialism with Chinese characteristics has been found under the guidance of the theory of scientific socialism and is rooted in the tradition of the Chinese civilization with an un uninterrupted history of more than 5,000 years. We are proud of our choice just as you are proud of yours. First of all, the Chinese people hate the Communist Party of China. So this is, a, this is another false narrative. And of course, peaceful coexistence uh, according to a senior administration official, during the meeting, she told Biden that the Taiwan issue is the most dangerous issue with the U.S. And he wants the, he wants the United States to back off its legal obligation to provide defensive arms to Taiwan. So, and of course, win-win cooperation means win-win for Beijing. It doesn't mean win-win for China and the United States. Let's go to the most dangerous. I mean, the point of the first meeting was to get the Biden regime to basically reaffirm the one China policy. But in doing that, send a signal to the people in Taiwan that America is not with you. So therefore, the KMT 
uh, is teed up in, within 60 days to win this all-important election in 2024, in January 2024, is it not? Yeah. Yeah. The one China policy is a total canard. Uh, there are two one China policies. Uh, China's one China policy says that they have sovereignty over Taiwan. Uh, the U.S. one China policy, we have never recognized sovereign, Chinese sovereignty. We say it's an unresolved issue. So there are two differences here. So they mouth these platitudes, again, these buzz phrases, mutual respect, peaceful coexistence, one China policy. Uh, you know, Biden was asked during the press conference after his meeting, are you going to reassert again that the U.S. will use military force to defend Taiwan? And unfortunately, he failed to do it. He said he basically repeated the mantra, we're going to follow the one China policy. As long as the United States is strong and Indo-PACOM is strong, uh, maybe less so Indo-PACOM Commander Aquilino, but definitely Admiral Paparo, who's the Pacific Fleet Commander, he has no illusions. Uh, the military is doing lots of big, large-scale exercises in the Pacific. We're doing it with the Japanese, with the Filipinos. As long as we can continue that and don't back down and don't uh, show weakness or appeasement, which is provocative, I think we'll be okay. But right now, the next year is going to be the total opportunity for China to attack Taiwan. The conditions are perfect. Everything. We're distracted with Ukraine. We're distracted with the Middle East. Uh, it, there's a possibility that Trump could be reelected in, in November. So between now and next November is an extremely dangerous time for the Chinese uh, invasion of Taiwan, possibly. But hold it. But when you say that, how can we even have that conversation when let's go to the 400? Um, when you go to the 400, you sit there and you see that they we have worked, as you know, uh, with you um, in, in the Trump administration, both before and really after to to do this thing called decoupling, to mm -hmm. actually decouple. That is why she needs a bailout. The decoupling's working. It's exposing the, real, the true weakness in their economy. It's exposing the, the Ponzi scheme that is their residential and commercial real estate. And it's exposing it most to the Chinese people who now hate them more than ever. That decoupling has worked. The more we've cut, and this is the great victory that Roger Robinson and the team had in actually getting uh, the pension, the government pension funds, which is almost a trillion dollars, to formally come out and say, we're not going to put into mutual funds, we're not going to put into these international funds, things that are that that have investments in Chinese companies or in Hong Kong companies. It was a massive win. That decoupling yeah. is exactly opposite what the 400, the 400 want to, they call it de-risking. I told people exactly. this is the new term of art. It's, yeah. it's de-risking means we got to get back in there. And the reason they want to get back in there the world makes a fortune off the slave labor of the Chinese people. Remember, when they're making a fortune off the slave labor of Chinese people, part of that is the suppression of wages in the West. They don't need to, to manufacture here. They don't need the higher labor costs or, quite frankly, the higher environmental costs and safety costs because they're running slave labor camps essentially over there, all of them. That's why they yeah. love it. This, how are we supposed is, to defend? De-risking is one of three but hang, fatal hang, flaws. Go ahead. Go it, ahead. Give me the three fatal flaws. It's one of three fatal flaws of the Biden administration. The first step was uh, in, in early uh, 2021, 
Wendy Sherman went to China, the Chinese gave her a list of demands, like 20 demands. At the top of the list was that the United States must not undermine the communist system. And they've agreed to do that. Uh, we hear this constantly uh, from the Secretary of State and from Biden himself. We're not in a new Cold War, yet China's waging a Cold War. Uh, the second was this idea of removing decoupling as a goal. They said they're not going to decouple. Uh, they're basically going to uh, de-risk, which is, again, a bailout. So there, we're, the Biden administration, under Janet Yellen at the Treasury Secretary, she's the lead pro-China person. She's, she comes from that whole milieu, and she's going to bail out the Chinese economy, and we should not do it. We've done it so many times. We did it after the Cultural Revolution. We did it after Tiananmen. And now we're doing it again when the Chinese Communist Party could be on the ropes with the right amount of pressure. Talk to me about, um, then how are we supposed to defend Taiwan? If it comes to crunch time, if it comes to crunch time, how are we going to build a consensus? Because the, the globalist financiers, you got Ray Dalio, you got Larry Fink, you got Steve Schwartzman, you've got the industrialists, you had Boeing Tim there, Cook. you had Apple. Tim Cook, they're all going to tell the Biden administration, no, 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 no. You can't do that. Walk me through, because now you're seeing coming together the financiers, the global corporatists, all of it with the Uniparty, which has always been pro-CCP. And the reason they're pro-CCP, folks, you have to understand, they think we're a declining power. They don't believe in the precepts. This is why Morning Joe this morning was hammering on being Christian nationalist. They don't believe in any of the foundational elements of the United States, and particularly they don't they don't. Uh, they don't believe in you. In fact, they think you're a danger. This is why The Economist came out and has the greatest danger in 2024 is not the CCP. It's not climate change. Those guys all believe it. It's not AI, right? It's not the wars in the Middle East or, or, or metastasizing in Ukraine or anywhere, the financial crisis, anything. The greatest threat to pre peace and prosperity is this audience. Suck on that. Yeah. This audience. Well so how are we supposed to get a consensus, Bill, when you got the elites in this country are all in on the CCP? It's, it's a huge, huge threat. Like I said, the next 12 months are going to be the most dangerous period. And the problem here is that there are literally American Marxists within the Biden administration who regard the CCP and CCP-ruled China as the model for the future. These are people that are... Marxists themselves and are sympathetic. They come from the old new left radicals and they're working against the United States interests. Uh, they don't see engagement, financial engagement, diplomatic engagement with China as a threat. And this is a real problem. Uh, getting these business people, uh, this whole concept of de-risking is to say, well, we're gonna carve out a separate area of our high technology that we won't share We'll, we'll give them advanced chips, but just a certain nanotechnology uh, less or, or, or speed less. This isn't going to work. The, the, everything that the Chinese do, I just did a, a big investigative piece for the Washington Times, which identifies a new high technology center in Ningbo, which is south of Shanghai, which is basically set up entirely to steal advanced American technology. They're hiring the top scientists from UCLA, from uh, Georgia Institute of Technology, from Duke University. And uh, this is just something that we've just recently uncovered. So if we don't take a realistic approach, 
Uh, De-risking is not enough. Uh, allowing financial engagement with the PRC is false. It's also going to support the Chinese military, which is engaged in a massive nuclear buildup and a, also a massive conventional force buildup as well. Well, can you name some names of who in the in the Biden regime is the worst neo Marxist that actually? Believe, and when I say that, they don't believe. It's like okay, when we talk about communism and we talk about Marxism as the way it's applied, or, or socialism with Chinese characteristics. The five wealthiest families in the world, or the five wealthiest faction, ain't the Saudis. It's not. It's not the royal families in the Middle East that have the. It's not any the the aristocracy that's still living in the uh, in the um, in Europe. I, I'll break the heart of a few uh, war room uh, posse uh, listeners and things. It's not the Rothschilds. The the greatest wealth and it's not, not it's not Gates and, and Musk. It's the wealthiest families and factions in the world are the four or five factions that control the CCP. They control one of the greatest countries in the history of man. They control China and they control 1.4 Lao Beijing. Decent, hardworking Chinese people. Remember, there's only 90 million communists. Of that, only a handful matter. Those families are, are wealthy. They own half of Midtown Manhattan. They've money laundered. They've laundered the money and bought politicians. David Cameron's on the payroll. There's politicians all over. Who And, and here's, here's what they want. They want state capitalism with authoritarian control. That's the right. Chinese model. Remember, the whole theory of the case is that as we as we liberalized and gave them more opportunities in, in, in world, you know, World Trade Organization, most favored nation, and we put capital over there, they were they were going to become liberal. They were going to become Jeffersonian Democrats, that, that the capitalism was going to change them. The exact opposite happened. The elites in our country looked at their model and go, you know what? I kind of dig that because otherwise, eventually, I'm going to have tea par- Pat Buchanan's crowd, the Tea Party uh, Donald Trump's MAGA movement up in my grill that believe in the sovereignty of this nation. They have adapted the authoritarian state capitalism, a handful of companies that they can control and partner with in biotechnology, in the arms industry, in media, all of it, coupled with a, a government that has a, a, the administrative state and deep state dictatorial and authoritarian control. That is the Chinese model. That is the model that she pitches all over the world. That's the model he pitched 72 hours before Donald Trump gave his inaugural address, American Carnage. That's what he pitched, and they gave him a standing ovation. This is essentially the model he pitched on Thursday night, and 400 of the top capitalists, quote-unquote, in this country made successful by your pension fund money and the tax breaks given to you by, by giving to them by politicians you've put in office stood up and rubbed up all over him, spooged all over him. They loved it. They absolutely loved it. They couldn't get enough. So, Bill, where do we stand in trying to take that on? You say that the Chinese people hate them. They're the wealthiest people on earth. The, 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 the American Lao Beijing hate them. How do we overthrow this when the entire apparatus is now taking their model as the model for the future? It's not easy. It's definitely a challenge. Um, I have not identified those neo-Marxists or post-Marxists, as you said, within the administration, but... Many of them are from the Obama administration, which, again, was the most left-wing administration in the history of the U.S. and really did extensive damage. Uh, the, the Marxists are in the, uh, the three areas which are the, the central focus of the administration. That is racialism, 
uh, radical gender ideology and climate change. So those are the people behind the scenes that are influencing our China policy. In the beginning, they adopted many of the Trump administration policies towards China. And then we saw a, a marked shift just a year ago after Biden met with Xi in Indonesia. And now we're seeing the second phase of that when uh, Biden met Xi again and uh, made, again, a lot of concessions uh, to the Chinese. Um, this is a, uh, a, an existential threat to the United States that this threat from China. And uh, uh, we, the, the people running the government right now do not fully understand that this is not about a, a single dictator. This is about an ideology. This is about Marxism-Leninism with Chinese characteristics, which infused a certain flexibility within Marxist-Leninist ideology. And they're able to uh, retrench, move back, move forward, and now they're moving ahead. They're aggressively advancing the ideology. Like I said, he spoke to the, uh, uh, the 400, as you mentioned, and he said, socialism is our goal. This is where they're going. And uh, they couldn't recognize that this poses a threat to their very companies and their very existence and their very system of capitalism. I, 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 I slightly disagree. I think Larry Fink with ESG, everything they put in, DEI, CRT, ESG, into the capitalist system, remember to have you fired if, you, if you're some mid-level manager and don't go along with it, you get tossed and never get another job. That's the fear they put in people. The, the system they want is this system of totalitarian control. State capitalism coupled with totalitarian control. Larry Fink's comfortable with that because he, he, he's bought and paid for the, uh, the government, the guys in the Senate and the House. This is why they're yeah, all putting their money against is Trump. This is why Ken Griffin's coming. He doesn't know that he's undermining his own uh, foundation for wealth, for the, for the system that brought him that wealth. I dis hang on. I totally disagree, and here's why. It hasn't stopped Wan Shi Shan from being one of the richest people in the world. Bloomberg introduces him in Singapore the other year. These guys are not. First off, the communists, like the Bolsheviks, like Putin, they ain't living on a. They're not living on a uh, on a collective farm, and 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 uh, you know, and 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 suffering uh, the deprivations of the people under the boot. The CCP don't live like Lao Beijing. They live like an imperial China. They live in the imperial city. They live in what's that? What's that area right next to the Imperial City that Mao and all those guys took over from the Imperial courtiers, right? They got that Jonah one section High. right next to. Them. They're living like they, yeah, Jonah High. They live like kings. They live like emperors. They're the new emperors. The, the Larry, do you think Larry Fink and these guys think that that's ever going to take away their wealth? No, they think it's going to consolidate and concentrate their wealth. They that's bought into saying. a system here. They don't here. understand that. They don't understand what they're doing. They don't understand the communist system, and they don't understand this new era, as Xi Jinping calls it, that is advancing Marxism-Leninism aggressively. Uh, they're working around the world in the developing world. They're then going to go to the second tier of the developed world, and their ultimate target is the United States. China, under <laughs> Xi Jinping, has a program called National Rejuvenation. That is code for global supremacy of the Chinese Communist Party. And the ultimate target of yes. that, the only impediment to achieving that is the United States. So they are focusing all of their resources. Uh, this recent report from the China Commission has extensively about how they're using influence operations. You know, it's, it's Sun Tzu. It's basically defeating your enemy without firing a shot.
How can our people get smart, particularly because she needs a bailout? That's one of the reasons he came over. What should our audience be looking for? You're the best out there. What should they be looking for well, that we, you believe we, is important, would be important developments? Well, the only hope at this point is we've got uh, the House Republicans uh, at least making noises about trying to address some of these. I think uh, Mike Gallagher on the select committee on the CCP is doing good work. Uh, he needs to get a more strategic approach to it, a more ideological approach. As I said, this is not about one dictator or one tyrannical system. This is about an ideology which is, is on the march around the world. And if we don't understand that ideology, I've been doing that through my Victory Over Communism podcast. Uh, we need a spiritual counter to communism. Communism presents a, a, a quasi-religious view of creating an ideal worker's paradise that has never been achieved and will never be achieved. So we need to get back to our spiritual roots. We need to get a Judeo-Christian understanding of the problems of society and then offer that vision as a counter. Bill, how can they get to your writings in the Washington Times, uh, your sub stacks, all your uh, all your writings yeah, in the podcast? My, Where do people my go? Website, yeah, my website is the Gertz file, GertzFile.com, and I have all of my stories. I have my columns. I have my book, my latest book, Deceiving the Sky. Uh, and I also have information about the podcast and other investigative reports. Bill Gertz, who's always been the best and a mentor of mine for many decades, as he has done the best job of anybody inside Washington, D.C. and media to expose uh, the workings of the Chinese Communist Party. His book, Deceiving the Sky, is a magnum opus to understand this. Brother Gertz, thank you so much for carving time out today to uh, make us smarter. Thanks, Steve. Keep up the great work. Thanks, brother. Gertz is a fighter. They've come after Gertz so many times. Bill Gertz is a fighter. Uh, we're going to take a short break. want to make sure everybody, my favorite to get, uh, you know, I got to get pumped up for the afternoon show. You know, I get a little, you know, you reach a certain age in the afternoon. I'm doing work all day from the morning show. What I do, I go put a pot of Warpath coffee on. Go to warpath.coffee slash warroom. Best dark roast ever roasted. Roasted here in the United States of America. Tej Gill and the team have done an incredible job. We're honored to be their partner. Also, the mild roasts are excellent. If you like mild roasts, excellent. They have all kinds of special flavors and concoctions for the holidays. Go check it out. But Warpath.coffee, Mariner's Blend. Got my skull and crossbones right there. Warpath.coffee. Go check it out today. Back in a moment. We're gonna go, we're gonna pivot. We got Liz Yor up next. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell phone service is fragile and can go down in an instant. Just ask the folks out in Maui. And when that happens, how will you contact your loved ones? That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Regular cell phones cover less than 8% of the Earth's surface. But with your sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. 
Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Right now, War Room's trusted partner, Satellite Phone Store, is giving you a free Marsat satellite phone with a 12-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything, earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anywhere on Earth with your new satellite phone today, as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code Steve50 at checkout for free activation or dial 855-980-5830 to snag your free Amarsat satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon, code Steve50, or call 855-980-5830. Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day. I wouldn't want to live without it. This is nutrition the way nature intended. I get way more energy. My skin looks better. It helps with my digestion. I just feel better and healthier overall. That's how I knew Field of Greens was working for me. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. And with flu season here, I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy, not some vaccine. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money-back guarantee. I got you 15% off your first order and free rush shipping. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code Bannon. That's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, take action, action, action. Use your agency, do it today. There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news and all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby and ammo prices are through the roof. iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to iTargetPro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code Bannon. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon. iTargetPro.com. Action, action, action. I'm serious. Why do Republicans hate America so much? I, I, I'm an evangelical. I believe whether people think it's crazy or not. I believe, mm-hmm. you know, what the gospels say. Right. I believe what the Sermon on the Mount says. I believe in Jesus. We're all sinners. We're all fallen. Right. Yeah. But I'm very optimistic about America's future because 
I see the good in people. I see the good in this country. It's interesting. He's he's like trying to dig st statistics about, I don't know, drag queen shows or something. Yeah. What I see is that uh, not so long ago, uh, teenage pregnancy at an all-time low in America. That's something that we always heard about, you know, the Southern Baptist Church growing up. Child poverty over the past year mm -hmm. at like a 50, 60 year low. Like our economy doing well, a lot of things going in the right direction. Uh, but I've got to say, if he's worried about pews emptying out, talk to young people. And so many will tell you, and Russell Moore's talked about this with Christianity Today, they're emptying out because they don't want to go to a church where preachers worship Donald Trump instead of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. So he he represents the 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 fullness of the emergence of the the Christian nationalism that sees America through uh, a very different gospel than the one that the man they profess to follow, uh, Jesus, uh, preached. In fact, uh, as reported uh, a few about a month or so ago, where you have now evangelicals thinking that, uh, well, we can't follow the, the teachings of Jesus because they're too woke. <laughs> right. All right. What, Jesus, what, what about Jesus becomes woke for guys like him and weak, woke and, and weak. And Don Jr. and other people around Trump said, oh, the whole thing about turning the other cheek. That's too weak. That's too weak. That doesn't work anymore. So Haven't they banned the Bible in some districts in Texas. They, they yes. You, when you start banning the Bible and things mm -hmm. like that, when you start, when you start uh, reimagining the, the the teachings of Christ in your image mm -hmm. or in the image of Donald Trump, Donald Trump, um, you have a problem. The, by, by the, the, the problem with just, the speaker, yeah. with it, from where mm -hmm. I'm sitting, it, it harkens me back to the concerns that people had about Catholics in this country for a long, long time, getting them close to power, and and where you know where the, the, their papist tendencies would would be right. the thing that animates the government. What's this? What what is this? I would say to the speaker, could you, before you open your mouth the next time, could you go and read what the founder said about religion, number one, in this country, uh, as they were forming it. But number two, go read their stories right. and understand what kind of men they were. They weren't the kind of Christians that you think they were, that you make them out to be. Many of them, they were deists, some were atheists. And yet they created this thing that you're now trying to reimagine in a way that even they tried very hard to avoid. Yeah. And, and so I think it, to your point about the pews and the churches, the fact is no one, whether you are 30 years old or 90 years old, want to hear that from a political leader. Well, you know, they, they the traditional Catholics and the evangelicals are the problem, um, Liz Yor. Uh, tell me, in the, the Economist magazine puts it on the cover that you're the greatest threat to world peace and prosperity through your support for Donald Trump uh, in the world. Traditional Catholics and evangelicals are the greatest threat to uh, to um, world peace and prosperity. You just had a meeting with the, the with the most brutal dictator in the world. National Review mm -hmm. did this whole article about how the non-traditional Catholics led by the Pope, right, by the great Nina Shea, who's done more about covering how Christians are persecuted throughout the world. Walk us through 
all of this. Now, now the targeting of traditional Catholics and evangelicals as the rise of Christian nationalism and the sellout at the same time to a murderous atheistic regime in Beijing, ma'am. Yes, Steve. Um, they're very threatened by the traditional conservative Catholics who are calling out the terrible, terrible deal that Francis negotiated at the hands of his serial global predator, um, Ted McCarrick. Um, Nina points out in this incredible article, Pope G, um, that this disastrous deal has absolutely destroyed the faithful Catholic Church in China. Um, the faithful underground church has gone further underground because of the deal with Xi and Francis, the secret deal, which we still don't know. Um, bishops have been arrested. Um, priests have been arrested and tortured. Priests have been thrown out by the CCP and sent home to their farms, no longer to practice their vocation. Um, it is an utter and complete disaster. I put it at the feet of Francis. Um, he will not answer questions. He will not um, uh, destroy this deal. He continues to negotiate, quote unquote, dialogue with the um, lying, disastrous CCP. Um, and Nina has just pointed out that since uh, September of 2018, um, there has been a destruction, not only of the Catholic Church in China, but the Christian evangelical churches have been destroyed. What, what, what Americans have to know is the crucifix in churches have been replaced by the picture of Xi Jinping. Um, this is the new church in China with Chinese characteristics, with socialist characteristics. And if priests, Catholic priests and bishops do not swear um, an oath to the CCP, then they are removed and unable to practice a faith. Furthermore, furthermore, this has been an ongoing um, disastrous result that the Vatican is well aware of. Um, not only places like Amnesty International um, have decried this deal, but every international religious freedom organization has said, because Francis has signed this deal, with China, the Christian religion has been destroyed um, in China. It's only going to get worse. And see, this is what my cry to American Catholics and global Catholics, what Francis has done under the guise of dialoguing with the CCP, he is doing with the rest of the world to destroy the tenets of the Catholic faith, the practice of the Catholic faith, and now... In America, America's bishop, America's most Catholic bishop, is sacked by the tyrant in the Vatican. So we have America's bishop, Bishop Strickland, who has upheld the faith, upheld the teaching of the gospel. You know, the gospel that, you know, they all claim at MSNBC that, you know, they, you know, protect and love. Um, because he has upheld the gospel, he is tossed out um, by Francis with virtually no reason whatsoever, no process, no canon law procedure, totally illegal, just tossed out. Um, and this is what is going to be the pattern 
um, from the tyrant in the Vatican. And it sends a strong message, doesn't it, to all the bishops of the world. You cross the tyrant in the, in the Vatican, and you're going to be tossed out. And of all the 400 bishops in America, Strickland is the only one who's speaking out. He was the only one. I know the war room uh, remembers he was the only bishop of 400 American bishops who went to the L.A. Dodgers Stadium to defend the honor of the consecrated nuns who built this country and educated generations of children um, because the tranny sisters of perpetual indulgence were mocking them. And in Strickland, like the humble, devoted man of God that he is, um, stood up and protested this vile abomination. Um, and um, as a result, he caught the attention of Francis um, because Francis is now embracing the LGBTQI um, ideology, imposing it on the church um, because he wants to create a new world order church, the one world religion, which will be called the synodal church, which will be a, a church without the Bible, without Jesus Christ. And this is how he describes the synodal church, a listening church, a dialoguing church, a journeying together church. And just yesterday, uh, the Pope met with some Buddhist monks. And what did the Catholic Pope say? The Catholic Pope said that Jesus and Buddha are both great healers. So this is what um, Strickland is fighting against, not only the radical LGBT ideology that is now being forced on the Catholic Church by the Vatican and by Pope Francis, and is going to be embedded um, in the new theology of Francis, and so we've seen this. We've seen how he embraces people like Father James Martin, Whoopi Goldberg, and allows them to promote the radical ideology that has always been um, in, in church theology as a disorder, um, as a sin. And although we treat the sinner with love and compassion, we speak the truth to them. And so for speaking the truth, for being Catholic, Bishop Strickland is sacked. Now, think about that. That's a you know sad state of affairs that some would say that's a sign of apocalyptic times. And more troubling, even more troubling than that, is that of all these bishops in the in America, nobody has spoken out to defend him. Not one bishop. We've had a cardinal from Germany, of course, Archbishop Vigano has supported. Um, Strickland and said that this is an outrage, Bishop Schneider, and an archbishop in Argentina, Archbishop Aguiar. That's it, outside of America. Um, and so, you know, the traditional Catholics, um, those conservative Catholics that are battling to keep sacred um, our magisterium, our tradition, um, are not only battling the forces in the church, Pope Francis, um, but they're also battling uh, the FBI. And, you know, I think it's kind of curious, isn't it, Steve, that at the same time Pope Francis is um, suppressing and destroying the practice of the traditional mass in America, we have 
the FBI going after traditional Catholics as if, I mean, this is so absurd to even utter these words, as if they were domestic terrorists. Um, and so that's the state of affairs. And that is, you know, the battle that is at, at hand. Um, and it is a spiritual battle. Um, it's a spiritual battle both in China um, and both here in the United States and around the world. And so we need to um, arm with, you know, our, our good bishop, America's bishop, Joseph Strickland. And, you know, this guy is, I, I was with him for two days in Rome. He is a holy, devout man of, you know, no guile whatsoever, absolutely devoted to the church. And he's not a firebrand, but I will tell you, he is a man of fiery steel when it comes to his faith. And he will, he stood up to the vaccines um, when no bishop would stand up to the vaccines. Um, he stood up to the Latin mass, even though he doesn't really embrace the Latin mass, he said it has brought many people um, great faith and they love it. I'm not going to suppress it in my um, in my diocese. And by the way, people because of Bishop Strickland, Catholics were flocking to Tyler, Texas, to be in his diocese. This man with a tiny diocese. This bishop with a tiny diocese has 20 seminarians um, and his, his diocese is fiscally sound when most of the dioceses around the United States are, are filing bankruptcy. And for this reason, this is why he gets deposed by Francis. Well, there's no, Francis won't give a reason because he can't give a reason. He can't lay out the reasons why Strickland um, was uh, tossed out. Um, because he has a holy, healthy, thriving diocese, one of the few in the United States. And this is the man that Francis chooses to depose. It tells you more about Francis than anything else. Um, and so the battle's on. Um, there is a firestorm on Twitter and among Catholics, not only traditional Catholics, but Catholics around the country, they are outraged that this good and holy man is being treated and tossed off like dirt um, by Francis. But you know, Steve, um, when you sometimes get canceled, um, it is, um, it's a bit of freeing. And I think Bishop Strickland now yes, is free yes. to speak his mind even furthermore. And you know, frankly, the, the, Church in America needs a voice, um, needs um, needs a needs a general, and he's now I, th I think whether he likes it or not, our general. Um, a program that we're going to try <clears throat> attempt to get Bishop Strickland on tomorrow on the Saturday show to go through some of these issues. I had a lot of questions to ask you about the suppression. There were a hundred million evangelical and traditional Catholics in China underground. One of the most uh, urgent, vibrant, robust mm -hmm. Christian communities in the world. And quite frankly, I said the way we're going to get let out of this depravity in the 21st century is the Chinese Christians. That's under assault. And uh, the fake Pope Francis is a big part of the collaborationists with the Chinese Communist Party to destroy it. But I don't have time. I'll do that some other time. I've got to go back to your concept of the synodal church. This comes after this weird the yeah. synod on synodality syn or synodality. Um, synodality. Thank you. Um, just, I only got a couple minutes. Give me two minutes 
to back up your thing that he's actually trying to take the Catholic Church, the traditional Catholic Church, and turn, turn it into a synodal church that really throws out the precepts of the New Testament. Walk me through that. Sure. Um, synodal is a made-up name um, from Francis. Um, the synod that just finished, um, there's going to be a follow-up synod in a year, that was made up not of bishops, which not strictly of bishops, which is the creation of a synod. It's always been just bishops. But he stacked the deck, Steve. Francis had radical women, radical nuns, radical LGBT activists, both lay and clerical, there at the synodal church. Um, and the documents, the documents for the um, this uh, synod, um, barely mention Jesus, barely mention the Catholic Church. Do not mention sin. Do not mention hell. Do not mention the Blessed Mother. All the tenets of the Church. Um, all we talk about now in the Synod Church of Francis is the agenda of the modernists, um, the agenda of the global elites climate change, LBGT, radical ideology, migration. These are the tenets of the new synodal church. In, in, in following, as I have for the last 10 years, Francis continues to erase the name and the word Catholic from his documents, from his speeches. And he has been, of course, known with the um, Abu Dhabi Declaration saying that God wills all religions. All religions in the one world church are on one plane together. And so what Francis was brought on to do is to destroy the Catholic church, which has always been that bulwark against communism, um, nihilism, uh, socialism, and the synodal church. And I wouldn't be surprised if the new one world church is called the synodal church. Um, so that's what's undergoing it um, in Rome as we speak. The documents are coming out fast and furiously because France, because Pope yeah. Benedict has now died. So you're going to see more and more changes of documents by Francis and his radical modernists that are embedded in the Vatican. So um, stay tuned. There's a battle of afoot. Yeah, we're, we're, you're helping us try to get Bishop Strickland. I'm gonna have you back on early in the week to go through this. This is a massive. I knew. I knew we knew things were gonna pop. Yeah. Uh, didn't know how rapidly it's gonna pop. Liz, yeah. how do people get to your? How do they get to your? Uh, to all your writings, your website, everything. Um, I'm everywhere on all uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Getter. Elizabeth, your, my website is your children, Y-O-R-E-Children.com. And I have a podcast with LifeSite News, Faith and Reason, that's on every week. Uh, Liz, thank you for joining us. Look forward to getting back. Thank getting you, back Steve. On. Thanks. Um, uh, we're going to be back at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning. As everybody knows, uh, the Saturday morning show is my favorite of the week. Um. I love them all, but I got a special, special fondness for my Saturday morning show. We can kind of break things down in more depth. We're working like crazy with Liz and others to get Bishop Strickland on. Also, we're going to have all kind of breaking news and analysis. Want to make sure, remember, stop giving your money to people that hate you. Go to Public SQ, Public Square, publicsq.com right now. Check out this 
uh, app, this service that provides, it's at 75,000 now people that make goods or provide services that support your values right now. And I think over 100,000 customers, you can search these out. These are people that support your values. Tremendous products, tremendous services. Go there now. Download the app, publicsq.com. Also, Eric Prince, this phone he's worked on for three years. Unplugged.com. Don't let the CCP listen to you, the government listen to you, anybody listen to you. Get a totally secure phone with the most advanced technology. Also, probably the best phone for kids because it cuts out any ability to get the garbage on the Internet to them. Check it out. Unplugged.com. We're back here at 10 o'clock Eastern Time tomorrow. See you then. Debt. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt with dot com done with debt.com go there today action 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 stop the worrying take action folks let me tell you about salty it's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart while covid gets all the headlines it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 americans every year yes heart disease is the number one killer Every year, year in and year out, heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.